Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today. Show just wearing clothes like a normal dude. Dude's wearing clothes. They found his closet. I had to dig this stupid letter jacket out like from like nerd in the closet my name is greg tupper i'm the managing editor of dave campbell's texas football magazine texasfootball.com a corresponding website thank you for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching us live texasfootball.com facebook youtube twitch twitter all the places or listen to the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i am sitting here sitting over there at the helm today making us sound good also wearing a jacket it's just jacket day. Eh, She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. It's a flannel. Look at us. We're just we're just two jacket wearing folks. I'm wearing a flannel. You're wearing a letter jacket. We are not the same. I don't know. It kind of feels like exactly the same. Hi, friends. Today is Monday, October second, twenty twenty three. Fifty two days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to ugh, bad day of birthdays. Oof. Sting. Oh, nice. Sting is seventy two. That's not a bad birthday. Sting is seventy two. I always thought my uncle kind of looks like Steve. Steve. <laughs> That's a statement. You, you remember my Uncle Don? He's been in the comments. No, I know of your Uncle Don. I've never yeah. seen what he looks he like. He looks like Sting. That, from what I know about Uncle Don, that checks. It's episode 1,662. On today's show, folks, big show. We're going to overreact to Football Weekend and Monday Morning Fallout. A lot to overreact to. Even though it was week six, it's always, it's always the ones that, don't, that, that sneak up on you. Dude, we had nothing but banger gains on Texas football tonight. <laughs> uh, we will talk through the uh, weekend in Monday morning fallout. Then 
We'll be joined by the head coach of the El Paso Bel Air Highlanders. Coach Eric Scoggin will join us. We're going way out west, the 915, to talk with the head coach of the unbeaten 6-0 Bel Air Highlanders. Coming off of another big win on Friday night, we'll talk with Coach Scoggin. Then back after the show, we're going to unveil the Week 7 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press State Rankings. So stay tuned for all of that fun stuff. Do we have first four through the door? Sure do. Big Jiggly Water Balloons, yep. Daniel Agnew, Aaron Arbuckle, and Coach Terry Crawford. Let me tell you something. Welcome in, fellas. Let me tell you something about one of the names that you just mentioned. Coach Terry Crawford. Mm, well, no. Okay. I like him. I do, too. Um, another one of the names you mentioned, because mm-hmm. I ran the show on Friday. We were on tape. Uh, was Dancing on the Grave of uh, Free Money. Oh, that rules. Y'all pulled that out when I wasn't here? He was just in the comments, Gosh, Dancing on the it. Grave of, of Free Money. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, that guy sucks. Anyway. Pickle. <clears throat> Let me just adjust my collar. These collars are huge. God, look at these collars. <laughs> that is like, this is too much collar. Let's agree. Can we agree that's too much collar? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's got it's giving it's like, Dracula vibes. It's like unwieldy. <laughs> it's giving Dracula. <laughs> uh, is unwieldy collar with my unwieldy collar. Pickle, hit the air raid siren. It's time for Monday morning fallout. course when we overreact to the football weekend and for a slow week of, of football right mm-hmm. slow week in quotations sure didn't feel like it no not at all feel like we're ro- roll i'll be honest rolling in here like when, when i left on friday i was like all right here come the games like might have to do some stretching to get monday morning fallout put together nope pretty easy actually this week i was gonna say i called that last week too i was like it's always the weeks that we think that they're going to be awesome and then it flubs and then the weeks that we're like scrounging for what we think are going to be good games it's just banger after banger let's start with my opening thought let's talk about gaps we are now six weeks into the Texas high school football season, five weeks into the Texas college football season. And this is a good time to take a step back. Guys, collars. Oh, God, it's terrible. Time to take a step back and look at the landscape and see where we can draw some lines of demarcation and talk about, because I think we talk about this a lot, as far as stacking teams up. Where is the gap? There's going to be a teams that are, have established, uh, like, uh, establish themselves as elite, and then there's like a line, and then there's a gap, whether it's a small gap or a large gap, however it is, which way does it go, right? Where is that gap? So here's what I want to do, Pickle. Let's start with college. Pickle, where's the gap in the Big 12? Oh, man. Right now, it's it's Texas maybe Oklahoma and then everybody else. I think it's Texas and OU, right? We'll find out more this week, but I think Texas and OU and the gap is there. I think Texas is better than Mm -hmm. OU. We'll figure that out. But after that, it's just straight plummet down. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a big middle and honestly, it's like a big bottom middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the middle's not very strong, to be honest. Right now in the Big 12, the gap is after the second spot. Mm Mm-hmm. Where's the gap in Class 6A? I mean... And I mean, obviously, they're going to divide into 6A D1 and 6A D2. Mm-hmm. 
But I would suggest to you that right now, I feel like it's Duncanville and North Shore. Yeah, I I can't deny that. Now, DeSoto will have something to say about it down the road. Mm-hmm. I Certainly, and, and they do look like the favorite in my mind in the Division Two bracket. Mm-hmm. But right now, if you were to ask me where the line of demarcation is in Class 6A, I'd say it's it's after we'll have the rankings soon, but I think it's after Duncanville North Shore. I think it's too deep. Which I feel like will be solidified after this week because Duncanville's playing Waxahachie, mm-hmm. which is another really good DFW-based program, and then uh, North Shore has Humble Summer Creek, the 10th mm-hmm. rate. So it's it's interesting. I think that we'll know even more this week if they go out and really just crush good opponents. Where is it in 5AD1? I have no earthly idea. <laughs> is it after one? Yeah, honestly. Is it after Alito? Because they are rolling. And the normal contenders to them, like a Denton Ryan, have completely fallen off. Longview, Mansfield, Timberview, Port Arthur Memorial, all good teams. Yeah. But nowhere near touching Alito right, right now. now. It doesn't feel like they're in that same weight class. Here's where it gets fun. Where is it in 5AD2? Right? Mm-hmm. So our rankings last week, Melissa, Frisco, Emerson, Montgomery, Lake Creek, Midlothian Heritage, Texas High, P&G, South Oak Cliff, Fort Penn Marshall, Lovejoy, and Belton. Yeah. Melissa certainly looks like the best, but I don't know if I would put them head and shoulders above everybody else. No, I was just going to say, this is this one like where the leader. gap is, is narrowed. It's definitely I think, narrowed. I think, I think you could, if you want to draw it, between Fort Ben Marshall and Lovejoy, like mm-hmm. between eight, maybe you could. I think you can talk me into that. Or even even including Lovejoy and dropping mm-hmm. it between Belton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. But it's definitely not out of those first no. eight for sure. Mm-hmm. 4AD1. Maybe between, maybe after, we uh, like last week we had China Spring at five. That's yeah. Chapel Hill, Bernie, Salina, Anna, and China Spring. I would even honestly, I would say the gap is between Anna and China Spring. I'm okay. I You're, I like China Spring, but I but think like there's Anna a gap. Better? Okay. Four AD two. It's long been Carthage, but like so I don't know. Scary. They have not looked like the most dominant power. Mm-mm. And there's plenty of other good teams. Belleville is rolling teams. Right I think now. Wimberley looks Wimberley really looks good. Really good. So there's a gap there. Like, the gap is, is certainly not at the very top like it is. 3AD1, I think there's, and this is with all due respect, I think it's four. Mm-hmm. It's between four and five. The top yep. four are Col- Franklin, Columbus, Malakoff, Hitchcock. Yep. Right now, where I sit, Aug- October 2nd, I'd be surprised if one of those four didn't win the state championship. Yeah, Hitchcock. Did you see any of their mm-hmm. game against Salado? By the way, Winsboro's that's no oh. knock on Winsboro, but... Yeah, the Hitchcock did mean it, Yeah, it, it, there's step. a reason that Lloyd Matt Jones step. instantly got an offer Matt from step. Tech. <laughs> Witnessed a, 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 a mean things. What 382? Are you comfortable drawing it between, uh, with Gunner and Canadian? Yep. Okay. I'm, I could be talking to Tidehaven. I'll say that. Tidehaven has looked incredibly, incredibly dominant. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're still on the same level yet. 281. Timpson Refurio in yep. the field? Uh, yeah, Tol- I I'm was higher. I am interested in Toler. I was higher on Toler earlier on. Interested Stratford too. Two AD two. This is where it gets interesting because right now, all last week we had Albany, Martin, Newhome, Chilton, Collinsville, Sunray, Love Lady. 
Yeah, because, I mean, Sunray's six right now, and Sunray looks like a machine. They look like an absolute machine. What Ar- Armando Luan went I know. off. <laughs> All that's to say, right now is a good time to take stock of where we're at and where you would draw those gaps personally. It's an interesting thought exercise as we head into the real back half of the, the regular mm-hmm. season. Game of the week. Baylor 36, UCF 35. Much needed win. Baylor was... D-E-D dead. Yes. This game was over. There was like four minutes left in the third quarter. They were down four touchdowns. It looked over after the first quarter. (laughs) But they stormed back, much needed, and found a way to win this game. And they did it despite... I'll be honest, I was watching this game. I flipped it over when it got close. Mm -hmm. And when this play happened... I was like, Baylor, it was all for naught. This is a team of destiny. UCF's going to win this game. This is the most, I think, one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen. McClain. Running out of time. What do you got? McClain. He's still on his feet. Oh, my goodness. It's gone. Unbelievable. I don't know who that announcer is. But he's just go. He's like manic. Yes. And I kind of love it. It was a great call. But like the most absurd fourth and sixteen conversion you'll ever, or fourth and thirteen, whatever it was. I got sixteen yards. It was the moment that he ran into the end zone. You're going. What are you doing? (laughs) Stop running backwards. Shocking play. But Baylor survives in one of the wildest games of of the year. And gets a much, maybe saves their season. Yeah, honestly. Maybe saves their season. Or at least saves Dave Aranda's job for the rest of the season. Am I overreacting? Is Armando Luan going to break the state's career passing record? Dude's that rule. Follow me on this, okay? Right, he's already the first quarterback in Texas to break the 2,000-yard mark this year. He's over 2,000 yards passing, okay? He's at 8,911 career passing yards that is right now 73rd all time in UIL 11 man passing 73rd and he's halfway through his junior season yeah the record is 14,408 Hunter Lyle Booker for his career and this includes his freshman year where where he was not throwing as much as he is now Mm -hmm. Armando Luan at Sunray is averaging 307 passing yards per game okay which means he would need to play 18 more games at that rate to break the record. Okay? He's got at least four more this year. Mm-hmm. He's got at least 10 next year. Mm-hmm. So that means they would need to, it, again, we're, we're working on this pace. Advance he's to the regional healthy. semifinal. Got to yeah. stay healthy. But they need to win three playoff games mm-hmm. in the next two years. And he's got a real chance at it. And that, by the way, is not if he doesn't increase his pace. Yes. So... Something to keep an eye on for the next 15 months. <laughs> Armando Luan at Sunray is, is legit threatening. For He's him. awesome. It's time for the Dudes Rock Dude of the Week. Just for the dudes dude the who rocked the most. Hashtag Dudes Rock is where you can find it. And this week's Dudes Rock Dude of the Week is a dude that we want to honor for rocking. Our Dudes Rock Dude of the Week. Hashtag Dudes Rock. All of that in a letter jacket is just... Is Fort Worth Arlington Heights wide receiver and defensive back Keith Gidry? Keith Gidry had one catch for 68 yards and a touchdown. 
He had a 70-yard interception return for a touchdown, and he had a 72-yard punt return for a touchdown. Large bills only for Keith Gidry. <laughs> Touched the ball three times, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. In three different fashions. <laughs> Congratulations to our hashtag Dudes Rock Dude of the Week, Fort Worth Arlington Heights wide receiver and defense back Keith Gidry. It's time for Tepper's Play of the Week. Let's go to the Iowa Colony Stafford game. A kind of an unexpected banger. Mm-hmm. Give Stafford a ton of credit. They they controlled this game for a lot of it. But Iowa Colony roars back to win it. Thanks in large part to the heroics of running back Aaron Tenner. And who better to take us through this than our own Trevor Bullard. Let's go, Little pitch out. Staying on its feet. Nice cutback. Now cutting up to the center of the field is Tenner. Tenner staying on his feet. Look at this run. Aaron Tenner is gone. Holy cow. 80 yards, and we're an extra point away from a tie. I agree, Trevor Bullard. Holy cow. And in that moment where they really needed a big play. Mm Mm-hmm. I, nothing is better than you can hear a lady in the back in the background on the crowd mic going, "Oh my god, <laughs> that rocked!" Pretty good. Iowa, Iowa Colony running back Aaron Tenner, our play of the week. Quick break for a hot take. That'll probably do it for Dana Dimmel. I hate to say it, but I hate to yeah. say it because we like Dana Dimmel. We do, but it's just not working. They fall down. They fall to Louisiana Tech, twenty four ten. At home to drop to one and five on the year, zero and two in conference play. They are down fourteen nothing. Like before, you like turn the game on. Um, this is a team that's offense is really struggling right now, and I hate to say it, but like they just look kind of listless, and they mm-hmm. look like they're in need of a jolt. Dan Dimmel's done great work there. That's probably it for him. I, I can't see, unless they really rally here in the back half of the schedule, I can't see Mm-mm. how he how they make a bowl. And if they don't make a bowl, I think he's he, that's probably it for him. Now, it's time for the huh of the week. Bastrop 41, Kerrville uh, Tyvee 22. Someone explain this to me. So we just got done talking about how Kerrville Tyvee went, knocked off, Liberty Hill looked really good doing it. 34-28 looks fantastic. Great win. And then they go in a game they're picked to win by the computer by 22 points. Mm-hmm. They end up losing by 19. And suddenly, what looked like a district that was that they were going to be right in the thick of it oh, for yeah. the title, now it's like San Antonio Piper, San Antonio mm-hmm. Veterans Memorial, step right up. It is a bizarre district. 13-5A Division II is already a bizarro district. And a lot of interesting games this week, too, including Liberty Hill and San Antonio Veterans Memorial, to kind of sort that out. Now it's time for our wild stat of the week. And I'd like to draw your attention to the secret district of doom. Okay? Because when you think of the district of doom... You're thinking of... 11-6-A. 11-6-A. 19-6-A. Absolutely. 21-6-A. You've got four state-ranked teams, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, maybe the maybe in, in yesteryear, Burleson Centennial didn't run right, in, in, in Alito, Alito, right? 
Nah, y'all are all wrong. Let me take you to 4-1A Division, Division Two. okay? Mm-hmm. The combined record through non-district for these four teams, Loop, Klondike, Southland, and Wilson, a combined 20-3. and three. Jeez. They are 20-3. and three. Southland has a loss to Amherst, state-ranked and undefeated. Mm-hmm. Wilson has a loss to Lorenzo, who's having a nice little year. And Klondike has a loss to Jayton, yeah. who's a state-ranked undefeated team. They're 5-1. and one. Klondike's really good. <laughs> this, team, this district is loaded. Absolutely loaded. 4-1-A Division Two, the low-key district of doom. And now it's time for the Matt Step. He got that dog in him. Player of the Week. And now, the Matt Step. He got that dog in him. Player of the Week. What's up, y'all? It's Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Here at my house, watching my Dallas Cowboys take on the New England Patriots. Go Cowboys. And I got the Week 6 Matt Step. He got that dog in him award winner. And the winner of the Week 6 Matt Step. He got that dog in him award winner is none other than Hitchcock quarterback Lloyd Jones the third. In Saturday's win over Salado, Lloyd Jones had 302. Lloyd Jones the third had 302 yards passing, four touchdowns, and he added a touchdown on the ground. Congratulations, Lloyd. You sir have got that dog in you. This has been the Matt Step. He got that dog in him. Player of the week. Congratulations to Lloyd Jones third, the recipient of the week six. Matt Step, he got that dog in the play of the week. I genuinely hope that one of Step's neighbors walked out and just heard him go, congratulations, sir. You, sir, have that dog in you. You have my attention, Honeygrove. So Honeygrove bodied previously unbeaten Alba Golden. Mm-hmm. With Shane Fletcher, the head coach at Honeygrove on the show, do you, know what their, uh, do you know what their motto is this year? I don't. No points, no punts. No points, no punts, which is a great motto. That rocks. Pickle, do you know how many points they've given up this year? Uh, none. Zero. Do you know how many times they've punted this year? I'm going to assume none. I confirmed last night with Shane Fletcher, zero punts this year. Well, they, you're going to have a he, motto. Now, he did admit to me. He did admit to me. He goes, there were probably a couple of times I should have, but I can't bring myself to do it. That rocks. That and Honeygrove has my attention. Keep an eye on the Warriors. <laughs> Get excited for Texas OU. Yeah. And there's a reason to be excited for this one, not ju- outside of just normal The biggest reason. Texas OU game since... Man, a long time. 08? 09? Probably. Right? I mean, it's been a minute since both teams were really cooking. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been a minute since they were both undefeated. It's yep. been a minute since they were both nationally ranked. Yeah, and it's almost it's almost even a little bit more enticing, too, just because of how it went last Absolutely. year. Oklahoma getting blanked last year adds to the excitement of it. I would also throw in there that I feel like the winner of this game has to feel really good about their playoff chances. Oh, yeah. Because if you win this game, it's obviously a signature win. And then, let's say, hypothetically, there's a rematch mm-hmm. in the Big 12 title game. Hypothetically. A lot, lot of green between that here and there. Oh, yeah. But you could probably take a loss and still get into the playoff. Yeah. If you go 12-0 and 0, and then you lose and you pull the TCU. Yeah, because they're already picking teams for the playoffs at that point. Like, I think, I think Saturday is a really important game. Final thought. It's time to lock in. 
I mentioned it earlier. We're into week seven of the Texas high school football season. We're into week six of college football. If you are on the fence, if you are somebody who is not whole hog into football right now, mm-hmm. now is the time. You haven't missed anything. I feel like right now, if you want to check in, you're good. Yep. After this, especially on the high school ranks, you're going to need some catching up. You're good right now. If you want to check in right now and this is the moment where you become football guy or football gal, this is the time to do it. But now, right now, as we head into October, it's the time to lock in. That is my final thought on Monday Morning Fallout. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, we will hear from the head coach of the unbeaten El Paso Bel Air Highlanders, Coach Eric Scoggin. But first, a word from these valued goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's go west. Way west. About as far west as you can go and still be in the state of Texas. We're pleased to be joined by the head coach of the 6-0 El Paso Bel Air Highlanders. It's Coach Eric Scoggin. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me on today. How are things in beautiful El Paso, Texas? Man, the weather's always great here. You know, it's pretty much sunny throughout the year, and uh, can't complain. Having a great day today. The temperatures are starting to drop below 100, so it's, <laughs> it's always nice when that happens. Well, you you guys have plenty of reason to be feeling good these days. It's 6-0. and oh. um, yep. And I am curious, 
you know, we flash back to 2019. You take over. The, you take over as head coach, and your first three years there. There was COVID year in there, obviously, but you guys win a combined six games over the the course of that year. Now, for the second consecutive year, you guys have started six and zero. What has been the difference between the program that you inherited back in 2019 and the program that you're building in, 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 into a contender now? Yeah, you know, when we took over in 19, you know, uh, I mean, the job was open for a reason, right? I mean, it was a very down program, hadn't had a lot of success. Uh, I believe when we took over, they'd had five winning seasons in 27 years. Mm. Uh, you know, we knew it was going to be a slow process. It wasn't going to happen overnight at all. We knew we were going to, you know, win some games. We are going to lose some games, but it was going to be a, a process, no doubt, and a lot, a lot slower than we would have liked. And I'm not going to use COVID as an excuse, but that, you know, that set pretty much everybody back. And, uh, but it just took a lot of, you know, rebuilding, uh, changing the culture, changing the mindset. Uh, not just the X's and O's, but just the social emotional side of our kids and and uh, how they respond to adversity and whatnot. And uh, so now we're starting to turn that corner. Now we're you know we're we're doing our best to sustain the success that we had last year. And uh, you know, but again, our our culture's just shifted. I mean, our locker room's better. We got a great staff that you know they do a heck of a job preparing the kids week in and week out. And the kids have totally bought in. And you know, there's more buzz and excitement now about Bel Air football here in El Paso and. Uh, you know, we have a lot more interest now, so that, that sure does help. You guys had gone through non-district play at 5-0, and but then last week taking on a 4-1 a and good Hanks team, and you guys kind of put it on them, 48-25 um, with the win. What was the key for you guys this past week to, to get, let's be honest, the, game, the, the most important win of the season so far? Right, yeah, you know, every week is game of the week to us. I mean, we're, you know, we take everybody seriously, uh, you know, and, and we do. It's all about us and how we play and, and how we respond to adversity throughout a game. And uh, But every week it's the same. You know, our objective is to go 1-0 one, one a week and, you know, play great defense, continue to play great defense and take care of the football and get takeaways and, and uh, continue to get better on offense. And, you know, this last week we did. We played a really well-coached Hanks ball club and uh, we came out flat, you know, uh, surprisingly we came out flat on offense you know we just uh you know pretty much we run a fast tempo high octane type offense score a lot of points move the ball a lot and uh you know they just they did a great job they had a really great game plan and but part of it was we just you know i know this is gonna sound cliche but we just were asleep and we had to wake up and sure enough we did we came out in the second half and and played our brand of football and the way that we're capable of playing and but uh, we just got to be a lot more consistent on offense and continue to play good defense. We're improving in the kicking game. And, and um, again, but it, it's all about the team that we're playing that week. Talking to Eric Scoggin, head coach of the El Paso Bel Air Highlanders here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation to hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, uh, one of the reasons you said you guys got in, woke up and got into your game, and, and one a big part of your game is, uh, is QB1, Noah Moreno, yeah. who uh, right. uh, 454 yards, seven touchdowns passing. That will play. Uh, the, the numbers are impressive. The, the tape is fun to watch. You're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice and in the hallways and in the locker room. What is it about uh, your quarterback, Noah Moreno, that, that sets him apart? Just how he handles the game, his preparation. You know, our offensive coordinator, uh, Quevin Redding, does a heck of a job preparing our kids, as does our defensive coordinator and special teams guy. But 
you know, our offense coordinator spends a lot of time with them, a lot of film time. He understands the game. He's gotten a lot uh, more invested into the system and knowledgeable of the system. And, and that shows uh, he, he's a leader, he's a true leader of the team and as uh, a smart kid and he makes good decisions. I think he only has like two interceptions, I believe, on the season. And, and I promise you, those keep him up at night. I mean, that kid wants to take care of the ball. He wants to do things right. Uh, but, again, it's just all attributed to his time put into the into the job. Uh, on the other side of the ball, you guys have, uh, you know, last year – Good defense, gave up about 22 points a game. Uh, you guys uh, right. apparently were not satisfied with that. You guys have basically cut that in half uh, through the first part of the season. What is it on the defensive side uh, that has you excited? Uh, you know, just their their effort. You know, the, the guys, are, they're very athletic. Man, they fly, they line up right, and, and that's a big key. you got to line up right. But then they get to the football. There's a lot of hustle, a lot of effort, a lot of energy on that side of the ball. Uh, we have some really good senior leadership on that side. And, and again, our defensive coordinator does a heck of a job week in and week out preparing them. Uh, and then finally, Coach, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about, about your district. You know, this is a, a district out there, 158A Division One, uh, where you guys, you know, pole position right now, but that can change in a hurry. You guys got a big game this week against an East Lathe team that I think would be, uh, I think we may agree, is better than their their record indicates. Um, when you take a look at, at District 15A Division 1, from your perspective, I'm interested in what you see. They're all good. I mean, like I said, every week, I mean, every week's a big game, and uh, I mean, anybody can be beat. I mean, without a doubt. And, um, you know, it's very competitive. You know, Del Valle Parkland, they're playing really good football. And you're right, Isleta, they might be sitting at two and four, but uh, their record is not indicative of the type of team that they have. They're well coached. There's some really good players. Uh, I know Coach Martinez's son, Evan Martinez, is a heck of a ball player. And he plays in all three phases, offense, defense, kicking game. is, is an outstanding player, outstanding young man. Um, and we know it'll be a good test for us. They're the talk of El Paso right now. It's Big Red Football, the Bel Air Highlanders, and their head coach, Eric Scoggin. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the hot start, and best of luck this week against Isleta. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me. So there he goes, Eric Scoggin, head coach. The Bel Air Highlanders out there in El Paso. 6-0. and they, were, awesome. they, met, they went to 7-0 and last year mm-hmm. before they ran into... Um, boo, 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 boo. Who did they run into, Greg? Uh, Parkland. They ran to Parkland. That's going to be the real test, right? They're going to be favored this week, in my opinion, against Isleta. Mm-hmm. Then they get an open date, and then they're at Parkland. And if they want to really turn El Paso on their head, you go and you beat the Matadors. Mm-hmm. Like that, to me, they're, they're, they go Parkland, and they play Clinton Horizon. I think they're better than Clinton Horizon. And then they, they finish at Del Valle. And though, you know, they can certainly set up a district championship game if they can if they can hold serve they can get a win over Parkland in a couple of weeks but that would be huge for them for a again a Bel Air program that he he mentioned it you know they've been they were down they were a program that before I mean he took over an 0 and 10 ball club mm-hmm. like they are 0 and 10 in 2018 and they had not had they had had one winning season since 2010 and now he's got them six and zero and rolling playing really good and that that no moreno can spin it so yes he can i saw him uh back in 2021 mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. They, they they got something cooking there uh at big red we appreciate Air head coach eric scoggin we're texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the lone star state you can follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com coming up here in just a moment the exclusive shocking reveal of the Week 7, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Statewide Texas High School Football Rankings. But first, let's find out who the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week. No, I'm sorry. No. no. 
the other one. Let's find out who's up for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to give the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award presented by Kroger to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each week, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Congratulations to this week's 10 nominees. Fans, be sure to vote for the player you believe should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes Friday at noon with the winner announced shortly after on TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Kroger and the Tax Act Texas Bowl for their continued support of Texas high school football and the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Back here on Texas Football Today, and Ashley, there's one last thing to do today, and that is to unveil the official Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Texas High School Football State Rankings for Week 7. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has put out the state's most respected high school football rankings for decades and is the official rankings provider of the Associated Press. So these are the Texas High School Football Rankings of Record. If you see like a game and it's got like a number next to a team, that's Those these are rankings. It. That's this. It's the spreadsheet that I'm looking at. Uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff puts it together every Sunday. So if you want to yell at us and to, to make an impact, you got to do it before Sunday because that's when we get together and talk about Correct. it. Correct. Uh, there were a lot of open dates. Mm-hmm. I will warn you guys. Not a, a lot of open lot dates. Of so if you're looking for like seismic shifts. Probably not going to find it. Maybe not find it, but certainly some movement. We'll start with Class 6A. And Class 6A, there's a couple of things to change. No changes up until you get to number 15. Pflugerville Weiss really struggled with Temple. And as a result, we dropped them from number 15 to 18. That nudges Houston, Lamar, Dickinson, and Willis up a couple of spots. Uh, Sheldon C.E. King crashes out of the rankings at number 21 after their loss to Galena Park North Shore. Rockwall moves up to 21. Prosper moves up to 22. Dripping Springs moves up to 23. We kept Katie Jordan at 25th. We thought that they put up a really good fight against Katie and a one-score loss to uh, a top eight team in the state we think is worthy of being uh, staying at the 25 spot. But there was one spot open, and would you look at that, the state-ranked Coppell Cowboys, <laughs> 24th in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football 6A rankings. What a time they to be alive. crack the rankings. Look at that. Little old ding-dong Coppell, 24th in the 6A. Let's go to 5A. 5A Division One. Yeah, uh, last week, same as this week. Entirely unchanged. There were four idle teams. Longview, Smithson Valley, PSJ North, and Forney all had the week off, but everyone else was a winner, uh, mostly by large margins. Keep an eye on Red Oak, though. They, they survive a scare from Colleen Shoemaker. We keep them at seven for now. 5A Division Two. yep. Same thing. Everyone's a winner. Melissa, Midlothian Heritage, and Lovejoy were all off, but everyone else was a winner. Montgomery Lake Creek, did you see this? They got a huge scare from winless Montgomery. Yep. You want to talk about a rivalry game, you throw out the record books. <laughs> they got a huge scare, but they survived. They stay at three for now, but keep an eye on them. Uh, Te- Port Inches Groves, no hangover, hangover for them. They get a big win over Texas City. On to Foray. 4A Division One. there's a couple of changes here uh, as uh, a couple of teams end up crashing, or one team ends up crashing out. Uh, the number seven team in 4A Division One ends up crashing out, uh, who I can find here in a second because for some reason my spreadsheet froze. Uh, but uh, the top six are entirely unchanged. Chapel Hill, 
Bernie, Salina, Anna, China Spring, and Kilgore, all the same. It was number 10 Hereford who, uh, who falls out of the rankings after their loss to Canyon West Plains. Uh, in their place, uh, Brownwood drops from number 7 to number 10 with their close loss to uh, Stephenville. As a result, Iowa Colony and Stephenville each move up a spot to 7 and 8, respectively. And back into the rankings, the El Campo Rice Birds at 3 and 2 drop or jump back into the rankings at number 9. Over to 4A Division 2, where the number 10 team in the state, Madisonville, falls out of the rankings. That is the only change, uh, as number 10 is now filled by the Monahans Lobos. Chino Navarrete and company are now state-ranked at number 10. They grabbed the 10th spot in the 4A Division 2 rankings, vacated by Madisonville, who lost to Columbus. Speaking of Columbus, let's go to 3A. 3A Division 1, the top seven are entirely unchanged. Franklin, Columbus, Malakoff, Hitchcock, Winsboro, Paradise, and Edna. But there were some changes down at the bottom, as number 8, Yoakum, drops out of the rankings with their loss to Waco, La Vega. In their spot... Brock moves up to number eight. Pottsboro, un- still unbeaten, moves up to number nine after a wild shootout win over po- over uh, Mineola. And back into the rankings, I believe the first time this year, the Mule Shoe Mules are state ranked at number ten. They are six and zero with a win over Brownfield. Three A Division two, little bit of movement here. Number four Wall loses to Mason. Mm-hmm. Talk to your children about unbeaten Mason. It is, but we'll talk about uh, what this does for 3A Division Two. We crash Wall out of the rankings. As a result, everybody nudges up a spot uh, after that. Hooks up a spot to number four, Newton to number five, Troop number six, Poth number seven, Bells number eight ahead of their big-time matchup of unbeatens with Gunner. Nine is Holiday, and into the rankings, the Littlefield Wildcats grab the number 10 ranking in the state at four and one. To 2A we go. 2A Division One. Crickets, not a thing to see here. Uh, I need to adjust that graphic because those aren't new teams. Those are entirely unchanged. Everyone was a winner or off. Holly, Sonora, and uh, Holland were all off this week. Uh, the top 10 entirely unchanged. And the same goes for 3A Division 2, or 2A Division 2, rather. Albany, Mart, Newhome, Chilton, and Collinsville, your top five. The top 10 entirely unchanged in both 2As. Meanwhile, let's go to 1A. To the six-man ranks, number nine May kind of takes it on the chin this past week, and as a result, they fall out of the rankings. Uh, May got really dominated by Oglesby. They fall out of the rankings. In their spot, jumping back up to number nine is the unbeaten Warriors of Miami. They are the ninth-ranked team in the state now, grabbing the number nine spot in the one A Division two rankings. Everything else entirely chalky. One A Division two. Speaking of chalk, it doesn't get any chalkier than this. Every team was a winner with the exception of Cherokee and Richland Springs, who are both idle ahead of their big rivalry clash this week. Watch this space. And the private school private school ranks. We made a change in the one in the eleven man ranks. Bel Air Episcopal's uh, dominant win over Episcopal School of Dallas is good enough for us to vault them up to the number two spot, jumping over five and one Dallas Christian, who did take care of business against rival Fort Worth Christian. And on the uh, private school six man ranks, Austin Hill Country gets beat by Jonesboro. They fall out of the number three from the number three spot. As a result, Conroe Covenant moves up to the number three spot. Bastrop Tribe Consolidated moves up to number four. And new to the rankings. The East Texas Homeschool Chargers, now state ranked at number five, unbeaten at five and oh. So there it is, the week seven Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press, Texas High School Football Rankings. You can find the complete rankings at TexasFootball.com slash rankings. There you have it. Like I said, a lot of idols, a lot of open dates, but a little bit of movement here and there. 
and there are some uh, teams, newly ranked teams, that will be celebrating their rankings this week. So there you have it. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, if you haven't checked out TexasFootball.com this weekend, there is a ton of college content yes. uploaded. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in the small schools. Corey Hogue had quite a few articles come out. So if you haven't caught up on all your college football mm-hmm. stuff um, and overreacted to the college football weekend, you can still do that. A lot of college stuff there. And they've got a new uh, kind of recap episode of Republic of Football mm-hmm. in the Republic of Football feed. So go check that out. That is going to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to El Paso Bel Air head coach Eric Scoggin for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please be your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.